0: Hello and welcome to the Approaching Schools podcast. I'm Keris Keneally and I help children's activity providers to build key business relationships with schools and nurseries without having to use cold calling or stalking. I want to help you earn a more reliable and consistent income while building your social impact and enriching children's lives with ease. So join me as I take you on a journey And let's make a positive difference together. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Approaching Schools. Today I'm talking to you all about daytime work. Why? Because this really is the holy grail for a lot of children's activity providers because they really want to continue to grow their business without getting a day job. They really want to continue growing their business and not just simply use the daytimes for admin. Maybe they want to expand into the daytime instead of going outside of their territory or their local area. Maybe they want to get more work for their team and if they can get their team more daytime work, maybe that means better recruitment prospects and better staff retention at the same time. It's also a fantastic way for children's activity providers to be able to attract more families into their out-of-school classes that they may ordinarily be struggling to grow. But a lot of the time, children's activity providers are holding themselves back because maybe they thought that they needed QTS or a PGCE. Maybe they're not really sure how what they deliver fits in to the curriculum that's taught in schools and in nurseries. Um, You can get the programmes of study from the national curriculum. You can get the early learning goals from the EYFS or whatever curriculum you study in your particular nation. You can get all of this Online, so you can see exactly where your activity or service could potentially fit in to a daytime curriculum in schools or nurseries. And very often, children's activity providers also have a limiting belief. They worry about why schools would want them when their teachers could simply teach your subject themselves. But, and I can say this as a former primary school teacher myself, we are not all specialists we are expected to deliver a lot of different subject knowledge and we only did a four-year degree and we've only had a certain amount of ongoing professional development since then so we are not specialists in everything chances are you are very often more of a specialist in your particular subject area because you teach it day in and day out And you don't need to worry and this might be a surprise to you that you don't need to worry about things like QTS and PGCE so long as you are suitably qualified in your subject and obviously insured to deliver the activity that you are looking to carry out. So what are the different types of daytime work then let's talk about the curriculum in schools first. So you might look to deliver some enrichment workshops. And your enrichment workshops are typically going to go in for a day or a series of days where you deliver enrichment work that's going to really help them to explore a topic in some way, using your activity or service as a vehicle for learning. And this topic may well be cross-curricular, it may well be something that the school is currently studying in certain year groups, it may even be in relation to a particular celebration that's happening at that time of year, or perhaps a theme that you know is very often being explored in school schools so enrichment workshops are a fantastic way for you to get your foot in the door during the school day to go and deliver something that is perhaps a one-off to begin with but can later down the line become a series of workshops or become a springboard for you to upsell other activities into that school for example clubs or for example ppa cover now ppa cover is planning preparation and assessment time where every class teacher in primary schools needs to have around 10 percent of their timetable as non-contact time so they can go and do their planning preparation and assessment and they need somebody to cover them this is statutory some schools will cover it with higher level teaching assistants some schools will cover it with sports companies some schools will be looking for a specialist subject teacher like yourself to come in and deliver some form of subject specialism that also serves as ppa cover for their regular staff and you might be expected to create lesson plans if you are coming in to deliver ppa cover because there needs to be a record of what the pupils have been taught if their class teacher is not ordinarily teaching it and the school needs to use their core staffing budgets to get you in. But PPA cover is a fantastic way of getting regular work in schools and embedding yourself in the life of the school becoming one of the team so that you are the immediate go-to choice next time they think about having an enrichment workshop or a club in the activity or subject that you deliver or it might be because you are a particular specialist in a subject that perhaps their teachers are not confident with teaching and you can use this as an opportunity to go in and demonstrate an exemplary lesson whilst also upskilling the class teachers in their confidence knowledge and skills this is something I used to do with regards to dance and this served me very very well when a school would say we already have a dance club ah But do you have anyone currently upskilling your class teachers in their confidence, knowledge and skills of teaching dance as part of the PE curriculum? And did you know that you can use your PE premium to fund the upskilling of your class teachers in their confidence, knowledge and skills in dance? So in this way, I was actually able to coexist with a lot of other dance club providers in the same school because I was there to solve an entirely different problem. Intervention you might do. There's pupil premium money available for children who are eligible for intervention work, for um, help and support, perhaps to fund a place in a club, maybe for school meals, etc., People premium in england and wales People equity funding in scotland you might go in and deliver some form of service to small groups or one-to-one as part of intervention maybe it's a form of therapy that you deliver if you are a therapist maybe it is tutoring if you are a tutor so there's different ways you can go in and help small groups or one-to-one on the basis that you are helping particular eligible children who have funding to help support them with their learning. You might even go in and deliver clubs because clubs are not simply after school. Clubs can be lunchtime, clubs can be before school. If you're going in as part of the school day during lunchtime, you're going to want to think about whether you need the hall or whether you can simply use a classroom or a library or something like that. If you need the hall, you're going to be targeting schools that are not simply using one hall for their dinners as well as their kind of PE and their clubs, for example. You're going to want a school that has an extra hall that can also be used at lunchtime but you could potentially be fitting in two separate clubs during a lunchtime in one school and that gives you 10 extra clubs a week (laughs) so this is something well worth thinking about and of course then we have our nursery so you have your am and pm sessions in nurseries and in nurseries it doesn't just have to be one group session for 40 minutes It might be that the nursery has several different rooms and you offer a package that encompasses all those different rooms and those different age groups of children within the nursery, depending on whether this is a large nursery, whether it's part of a chain, whether it's attached to a school, etc., So, how do we go about getting curriculum work during the day in schools? Well, those of you who've been listening to this podcast for a while will know I'm a big fan of offering demonstration lessons during curriculum time, particularly when you're looking to get curriculum work at the end of it, because you need to be able to demonstrate not only that you are fantastic at behavior management and that your class management skills are on point but also that you can provide progression of learning across year groups that you can differentiate for different levels of ability and that you can provide progression for learning across the school so this is something that you would be very well placed to demonstrate during a demonstration lesson. You're also going to want to have a meeting with members of the senior leadership team, otherwise known as the SLT. It's a good idea to provide a sample lesson plan at this point so you can use it as a talking point and really as a visual sales tool to show them exactly how you plan for progression of learning, exactly how you differentiate for different levels of ability, exactly how you use learning objectives and national curriculum links. It's also a fantastic idea during your meeting to demonstrate and talk about how you would track pupil progress if you are teaching a subject that the teacher has gone to do their PPA cover, for example, and you're actually there to deliver that subject. So these are all really, really important talking points to demonstrate how you would fit your activity or service into a school that links specifically with the curriculum. So definitely check out where your activity or service fits within the national curriculum, within the EYFS, or with whatever curriculum your local schools study in your local area. So I want you to be thinking about where your subject or activity falls in terms of it being a curriculum subject. I also want you to look up some of the key objectives from the programmes of study in the national curriculum or from the early learning goals in the UIFS so that you can really help pupils to meet the criteria for these learning outcomes. I also want you to think about what your cross curricular links are. So, this is not simply about thinking that, well, I do a STEM activity and therefore it falls un- a lot under science, you know, but it's actually also about thinking, well, where are their literacy links in what I do? Where are their mathematics links in what I do, etc.? That may even be the same if you're a dance teacher. Yes, what you do falls very much under PE, school sport and physical activity. However, you may also do your dance in relation to using storytelling as a stimulus. Now suddenly it becomes cross-curricular with literacy this is something you might want to think about if you're a drama teacher where does it fit into spoken language in the English curriculum but equally where can it fit into topic work of the foundation subjects like historical characters for example or citizens from around the world from a geographical context for example so really be thinking about where this comes in I want to give you an example now I was recently speaking to one of my amazing Approaching Schools Academy members who delivers science in schools and had on the calendar that it's British Science Week coming up and a few other things that link in really well for science but what she hadn't thought about was how she could potentially go in for storytelling week or for book day where actually what she a lot of what she does is provides um workshops in relation to potions and this fits really nicely into stories about wizards you know and witches and harry potter and room on the broom and different things like this so suddenly she had a whole idea of how she could actually position her workshops to be delivered as part of that national day that a lot of people might be thinking well that's just to do with literacy in english but actually whatever subject your activity or service falls under you can be making these cross-curricular links and making your service relevant at different times of the year to fit in with different topics that schools may ordinarily be exploring. So definitely think about what your cross-curricular links are because for me as an art coordinator in a lot of the schools that I used to work in as a primary school teacher I didn't have very much budget. But I very much relied on other subject coordinators within the school to help me if I had a specialist or an external provider that I wanted to bring in to enrich my art and design topics in some way. If they could demonstrate that they also had cross-curricular links with literacy, history, geography, citizenship, etc., it was much easier for the school to think about how they could pull different budgets in. So it didn't simply have to be supported by the art and design budget alone mm <laughs> And this is where if you can be more creative with your lesson planning, a school can be more creative with their budget. So I want you to have a think now about planning a demonstration lesson that ties in with a popular topic or something coming up on the school calendar. I would love to know how you get on and your thoughts on this. So do pop into my free group. Let me know your aha moments and let me know what you are going to be delivering or offering to your local schools and nurseries. As daytime work, so that you can grow your business without getting a day job, so you can grow your business without simply just doing admin during the day, so that you can expand your business without going outside of your territory, so you can give better work prospects and have better staff retention uh, for your team that you are managing, and so that you can attract more families into your out of school classes. Thanks very much. And I will speak to you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Approaching Schools podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, do come and let me know in my free group for children's activity providers, Approaching Schools, so that I can make more content like this that you'll love. You can find me on my socials at Keris Keneally, and my inbox is always open. I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and hit subscribe on your favorite platform so you can be the first to know when a new episode is ready. Until then, chat soon.